Welcome to the Frederick Democrats podcast, the official podcast of the Frederick County Democratic State Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer. And today joining me is Derek Shackelford, who is a candidate for alderman in the Frederick City elections this year. And just so you know, uh, if you haven't heard from the other podcasts, uh, the election this year, the primary election, will be on Tuesday, September 12th. And the polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. There is early voting for the primaries on August 25th and August 26th. That's a Friday and a Saturday. The general election itself will be on Tuesday, November 7th. The polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And there's also general or, uh, uh, early voting for the general election on Friday, October 27th, and Saturday, October 28th. If you're not sure of your polling place, you can go to cityoffrederick.com slash 150 slash elections. There's even a neat little thing where you can punch in your address and it will tell you where your voting location is. And also for more information on the Frederick County Democratic Party, you can go to www.frederickdemocrats.org. There you can see things like upcoming elections, uh, and if you click on that tab, you can get links to all the websites for the city candidates for aldermen and mayor, as well as events coming up with the Frederick County Democratic Party and our various clubs. So with that, I'd like to introduce Derek Shackelford. Uh, good afternoon, Josh. Glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, it's uh, great to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, so... Uh, first off, how about you just describe a little bit about yourself? Now, you and I have a little bit of an inter interesting connection here because you were elected to the Democratic Central Committee in Frederick County. And one of the bylaws is that if you are running for office, you cannot be on the Central Committee. So you stepped down from the Central Committee, and I was the one that was appointed uh, to, to complete the remainder of, of that term while you're running for alderman. Uh, so that's, that's a little bit of our history here, but if you could go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about yourself and then why you're a Democrat. Yes, that's a pretty uh, interesting uh, in, in, introduction, Josh. <laughs> we do have a unique history uh, about the Central Committee. But nonetheless, um, I'm a native Fredericktonian. I was born here uh, in Frederick. Uh, I was able to... Uh, actually go to school here in uh, Frederick County Public Schools. I actually attended Walkersville, but I was born here in the city. Uh, my father was a military, I was in the military in the army. And so we uh, moved away for a short time and we came back. And part of the, uh, I'll share with this, part of the, why we came back was because my brother's special needs. And Frederick County has uh, pretty unique uh, special needs kind of services, which is actually very good. And so that's one of the reasons why we actually relocated here back to Frederick. And, uh, came through Frederick County Public Schools, uh, graduated from Frederick Community College, graduated from George Mason University, uh, graduated also with a master's and uh, my doctorate from Wesley Theological Seminary. But nonetheless, I've been active in community service, uh, commissions on various boards here in Frederick, uh, in, in Frederick, on the Frederick area. Uh, subsequently was uh, appointed uh, to the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee in 2013 and then ran uh, in the 2014 election. And so uh, my passion is service. My passion is uh, serving people, uh, seeing people uh, do well, encouraging folks, and also uh, uh, standing for the marginalized, for people who have faced oppression and people who have just been left out of the process, that they have a voice at the table. 
And so why are you a Democrat? I'm a Democrat because I believe in the core values and principles of the party, which is economic uh, equality and fairness and progress, uh, just uh, social justice issues are what the Democratic Party align with my views and I align with, uh, with, with their core principles and values as well. So um, those are the reasons why I'm a Democrat. Well, let's talk about economic development in Frederick City. I mean, we're a growing city uh, and, and people want to be here. But, you know, economic development, making sure that there's jobs uh, mm-hmm. and, and also housing and those kind of things. So what are your plans as a potential alderman for helping bring economic growth and development to Frederick City? I think there are two components in, on the economic development side of that. And that is, of course, you mentioned jobs and uh, how do we, of course, uh, folks who live here want to work here. And we want folks that uh, work here to live here as well. So uh, folks who live here and work here are are more apt to volunteer, contribute, and also spend their dollars and resources here as well. But there's two components to that. And we can talk about the large in terms of the biotech and the technology industries, which we need to attract here to to the city of Frederick. But also, I want to talk about uh, the small business component, which which is pretty much the lifeblood of, uh, of our economy. I, being a small business owner myself, <laughs> understand that when you look at streamlining our services, uh, how do we, how, how can we more be efficient with our, with our permits, and also how do we also have small incubator, uh, small business networks, and how do we uh, really inform f- folks uh, how they can uh, start small businesses, and also how we can make it economically beneficial and viable for folks who want to start small businesses. I think this is very important. So one of the things that's a a pretty hot topic right now in downtown Frederick is the uh, proposed hotel and conference center. And there's a a wide array of views and opinions on this. Um, uh, Either we should have it, we shouldn't have it. People like the idea of it. They don't like where it's going to be. They, they, or they do like where it's going to be, or they don't like the, fu- the, the public funding component. There's all these different views on it, but it, uh, where do you stand on this project? Let me, let me say this. I, I, Frederick, uh, the city of Frederick having a downtown hotel is a tremendous idea and would be great for the city. In terms of this actual project, there are some nuances that I don't agree with, such as the public, fun- the public funding component. I'm not sure if there is, has been a traffic impact study a market research analysis regarding, regarding this hotel project, which I think are very important. Uh, across the country, when we look at conference centers, they historically do not do well. Um, and that's, that's been researched. And so th- those are the components which I have some apprehension about in regards to this downtown hotel project. Yeah, and you know that was another thing that's come up is, is the traffic issue and the infrastructure and being able to maintain uh, that hotel. So certainly uh, something uh, to be concerned with. And, and, you know, I'm glad you're paying attention to that issue as well. One of the other things uh, in Frederick, of course, is we hear about uh, the opioid crisis and so forth and overdoses. Uh, what do you think the role of the Frederick City Police should be in that? Is it a police matter? Should it be dealt differently? What are your thoughts on that? My, my thoughts of it is it's, got to, it's going to take some leadership and someone's got to take the, the I don't want to say the initiative, but someone's got to be accountable in terms of having the partners at the table. And right now, I think it, it may be kind of scattered in terms of 
uh, the people who are supposed to, what I mean by the peoples or the partners who are supposed to be there, which includes, of course, City Hall, which is our government, which includes law enforcement, <clears throat> which includes um, mental health services, which includes social services, which also includes our, our substance abuse programs. All these entities and partners need to be at the table having these discussions because we have, uh, of course, an immediate problems with the overdoses. And then we have a long-term problem as well um, because these this issue is not one that's going to be going away. And so all these all these parties need to be at the table, but it's going to take some leadership for someone to have them at the table and to say, this is our uh, our immediate strategy, which means we got to get a handle on these overdoses. Uh, folks need treatment. Also, we're talking about a safety issue for people who live in these respective neighborhoods. And so there's got to be some collaboration and partnerships that we do some some things immediately to solve this problem. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to attend your uh, announcement when you had uh, said you were going to run for alderman. And one of the people that spoke uh, it spoke on your behalf or spoke in praises of you was the former Frederick City Police Chief, uh, Kim Dine. And so... Uh, what do you see moving forward? Uh, what, what do you see it now, your relationship with the police in Frederick City? And how do you see your relationship with them as aldermen? And uh, what, what types of things uh, are, would you try to do to, to help ensure safety in Frederick City? But of course, also balancing these really Absolutely. serious <clears throat> issues uh, of, of policing. You know, I, I think that we recognize that police serve a valuable service in the community. We need them, but there are some legitimate concerns mm -hmm. about policing in the country. Uh, so w could you elaborate on, on policing in and Frederick I, City? And I'm glad you, you raised that, that, Josh, and I think that's, that's very important. I come from a law enforcement family. After my father uh, served in the military, he then uh, uh, served in law enforcement for 25 plus years and was a captain as well. So I'm well aware in terms of the difficulty that they have with the job. Uh, also, I understand this as previously before uh, in my community service work, but also uh, as uh, hopefully uh, having a seat on the board of aldermen. Uh, my, my concern is not only my concern, but my capacity and role would be to make sure that communica communication and trust is, is there, it's available, it's open, it's transparent. And I think there's there's got to be this constant um, interaction of communication with between police and the citizens. And out of that uh, develops the trust factor. And I think my role is to facilitate that, to be not only, I want to say a bridge, but also to be a conduit. What I mean by that is to, to ensure that uh, that law enforcement is is being taken care of, but also our citizens as well. And along with that, to make sure that the lines of communication are so open. And, you know, we can look at across the country in terms of things and issues that have happened, which oftentimes violate that trust. Uh, people have various experiences with law enforcement. Law enforcement have various experiences with people. And I think so often what happens is we talk past each other. We don't talk to each other, but we talk past each other. And uh, ultimately, no one gets heard. And so we continue to oftentimes these the cycles of uh, what we see in our communities, which are not good for anyone, not good for our, our folks and not good for uh, law enforcement. So we've got to have this this constant uh, means of communication, which has to be transparent, but it also has to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's got to be honest from both sides. And I think so often what's missing is 
the honesty factor uh, of that communication that no one seems to hear or no one wants to seem to listen what people have to say. And, you know, I, I think both uh, components to this, whether you're a police officer or you're someone, say, being pulled over by the police, everybody wants to leave that, that uh, situation safe. Absolutely, because it's, it's, it's a, you know, law enforcement, they put their lives on the line every day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy job by any stretch. You know, they want to go home to their families. They want to be safe. They want to live in a safe community. And at the same time, other folks do as well. And so I think it's incumbent for us that we develop partnerships with communication and trust and transparency where all of us can have the same thing of being safe in our communities that all of us want. So I want to change gears here uh, quite a bit, though, and and note that, as we kind of did early in the podcast, that Frederick is a growing city. And one of the things, we bring in a lot of tourism here. People like to come here, day trips and whatnot. They like our restaurants. Uh, But they also like the historic charm of Frederick City. And so there seems to be this balancing act that we have to do between balancing our historic preservation, which is an attraction for people, it attracts businesses, but at the same time we need to grow and and modernize our city. So how as aldermen would you try to balance between the, the need to grow and the need to preserve the reason why people are coming here, you know, to preserve our, our history? And I think that's 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 a downtown because I don't want to say exclusively downtown for mm-hmm. our city, but I know the historic preservation piece is a largely a, a component of our downtown Frederick. And I think our historical charm is which makes us unique, like just like any city that has a, a history and a unique uh, feel and flavor to it. Um, I think we need to we need to have common sense, reasonable approaches. Um, one, and I think uh, folks who want to put uh, a shingle or folks who may want to put something on their, on their house or on their property mm-hmm. shouldn't have to go through uh, various uh, uh, means of stretches of long periods of time to have that done. So I think, you know, looking at that, we need to be more effective in our streamlined approaches. We, we need to understand about being common sense and reasonable to property owners as well, while also balancing and keeping, our, you know, our historical farm and our historical uh, charm and flavor, which adds value to our city. So let's talk briefly. We've got a little bit of time left. I want to talk uh, briefly about, you know, places like the west side of Frederick along like the Golden Mile and everything and kind of going back to that piece on economic development. Uh, what, what can happen uh, on the west side of Frederick to, to help bring jobs and bring companies and try to revitalize that area some? Well, you know, unfortunately, to some degree, you know, we've concentrated poverty out there in that direction. Uh, we have You have a lot of rental housing property, a lot of businesses, I want to say a lot of businesses, but businesses have left due to um, various um, things that we, you know, for the sake of this podcast, we don't have, may have not time to talk about. But I think it's important and incumbent upon us that we really uh, emphasize and have, you know, have our resources uh, there in that in that part of uh, that part of the city. Um, that part of the city has been neglected. Uh, folks in that, that area have have felt have felt the sting of of the appearance of not being neglected. Of course, with the new uh, West Side, which I could still call Harvard Farm Park, um, that's now uh, we need to ensure in our capital budget going forward and going forth that we're able to, <clears throat> um, you know, have the type of infrastructure that's necessary and needed, but also uh, gaining uh, partners who can also develop that park. It's, we can talk about infrastructure in some capacities. But if there's no partners in terms of developing um, that that property and that land, then we're we're still stuck with that. And the also uh, the other piece of that is, 
it'd be interesting to see what happens with the Fredericktown Mall property. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, historically, years ago, uh, the Fredericktown Mall was a big component and a big part of uh, just having traffic in that area. And of course, that attraction uh, allows folks um, who, who go there also to pass by. Um, other various uh, businesses and to patronize those services. And I remember years ago, they called it the Golden Mile because everybody says it was golden. And now, you know, we still call it the Golden Mile. And, you know, so I think it's important how we develop partnerships with that property. I know there is a, a who is an owner who is currently looking at in terms of how uh, they can develop that. And I think it's very uh, incumbent upon the city of how we work together in that because I think that is um uh, able to vitalize that city, but also in terms of, of affordable housing as well in that area. I think those are all uh, real uh, needs and, and serious issues in which we need to look at in terms of how we do on the on, on the west side of our city. Well, Derek, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, do this podcast. Uh, I'm sure the voters uh, appreciate that. I'm, I'm sh- uh, also sure that our, our listeners uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to do this today. Uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, just so uh, everybody knows, once again, uh, if you'd like some more information on the Frederick County Democratic Party, it's www.frederickdemocrats.org. Uh, also want to thank David Fitzwater, who wrote and composed the uh, or composed and performed the music for this podcast. Uh, and thanks to the listeners as well. Uh, we'll talk to you next time.